T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. When Chris Archer's throwing fewer fewer sliders this year, but they've been more effective overall. What are you seeing when he throws that pitch? First of all, it's not something by plan or design. It's just been his feel to, for pitches during the game and working with the catcher. So there's been nothing premeditated. Um, execution of it seems to be very consistent. Um, and he's getting, uh, you know, the spin rate's real, the, the tilt and the finish strong. So it's been an effective pitch. That's interesting. So it's not anything. It's just how the game flows. Go. I don't think he's woke up and said, "You know what? I'm going to throw less sliders today, but I'm going to make them be more effective." I don't. I think it's just been the feel for the game, how he's wanted to attack hitters, and I do think he's talked about having a little different look than he has in the past because more often than not, it was a two-pitch guy, and it had been that way for years. And it's a different league, um, and we're in spring training. We talked about multiple options at different times to pitch sequences to use and different types of tunneling to use and I just think he's trying to become uh, a complete pitcher and one that has different weapons. A little unpredictable. Some of that too be tied to the fact you guys played so many uh, NL Central teams at the start of the year. You know, you don't want to show your entire game, your entire arsenal maybe early in the season with the sequencing and the, and the, and the pitch you just change against division teams more so than others perhaps? I think that, that's probably the plan A going in, and then you got to get people out, and they have the <laughs> tendency to fall back in their comfort zone when it's time to get people out because we've had a number of conversations where we've thrown all our pitchers to multiple hitters in the first inning, which it's okay. However, yeah, you're more visibility, more commonality. Um, I do think, though, that seeing teams repetitively early on has something to do with it because we were – but a number of our pitchers were matching up with, with multiple teams, seeing them twice right out of the shoot. Yeah. It'd be a weird question, but what makes that slider play even up in the zone? Most of the time with a slider, you think sweeping down and away from hitters, but it seems like he's able to have success with it even up. Because he's just got a good one. And most people, when they leave it up, it's because their hand's underneath it and it more or less just spins a cement mixer. He keeps his hand position consistent and firm and gets the tilt. Sometimes the pitch is just elevated. From the from the delivery, uh, from the release point. Last night, uh, Cervelli described your starters as uh, like a wolf pack. They hang together, they hunt together. Is that a good? These guys seem to really get along well, do everything together. Is that part of their success? I've never hung out in a wolf pack. That's what he called them. Oh no, I'm just saying. I I wouldn't. I've never hung out in a wolf pack personally, so I don't know what wolves do. <laughs> um, they hunt together, I guess, right? I think they hunt together. I, I, I think that's a good, I'll play along. I think that's a good term. I, I want to be agreeable with Cervelli whenever possible. Um, and it, it's probably a, a term that, that, that gets packed up with when the short, small packs of people. They, they are connected. They are uh, like-minded. They all have differences in their characteristics. Because I think every night they got the ball, that, that guy's the alpha male that night. Every one of them. 
and they may not be when they get in the clubhouse, but that night on the mound, there's no more competitive guy than Trevor Williams when he's on the mound. Uh, Musgrove, you know, he's ready when he's on the mound. Jameson's the same way. They just all have different appearances, but I think inside, if we could take a real look inside and MRI their emotions and their uh, their bravado and all that inside, they're very like, very like. And I think I think what's funny is Lyles, I think is fitting right into that. With his experience, what he's been through, I think he feels a good cohesion and connection with these guys at this particular point in time because he's probably away from the group. He's probably the most vanilla. You know, you saw I saw a thing, I very rarely watched the in-game entertainment, but I saw something the other night, like they were talking about screensavers. Uh, the bridge, uh, my kids, and Lyles is perfect. Whatever came with the phone. <laughs> still, I, and I asked him, he still got it? He goes, yep. And that was the end of the conversation. So, I like him a lot. I do. I do. I like him a lot. I like the way they compete and, and they connect and what they bring to everybody else as well. They've been really candid in saying that they compete with one another, that they kind of want to outduel each other in a healthy, competitive way, but... Is that something that you feel the need to manage that could get out of control, maybe with ego issues or anything like that down the line, or how do you track that? I think the manager needs to take his ego and put it in the backyard if that becomes an issue for the manager. I think you let men work, and you let men compete, and then you watch and you figure out as it goes along. It's very healthy for those guys. Um, in most of the better environments and better teams I've been on, there's been healthy competition within the team, whether it be from the lineup, guys in the lineup, guys in the bullpen. You hear about it all the time. We talk about leaving the next guy in a better position than, than you were in when you came in. Where the starter wants to leave the game in a good spot. Hitters want to leave the guy behind with a better opportunity than, than they may have walked into. So I think that's very healthy. Um, yeah, if it got out of hand or it got selfish, yeah, I think you, you'd have an opportunity to, to do some coaching, but not the case here. Is Gregory okay, Clint? Gregory's very well, thank you. He's outside right now doing his throwing program. Uh, he'll play off the bench tonight. We get to pick one or two games. You want him to play tonight or you want him to take off tomorrow? And we decided to give him off tonight based on the two games back and get him in the lineup tomorrow. What did you hear about Kevin Newman's first game in the outfield last night? Uh, he made some plays. He made some throws. It went, uh, it went well. Uh, made one strong throw to a base, went and got a ball in the gap, made a couple of good decisions on getting balls back in for backside tags, keeping the double play in order. Played left field today. Do you anticipate him being active for the road trip? I don't anticipate anything that far right now. We scheduled him out two games in the outfield, a day off, and then two games at shortstop, so we'll see how it plays out. sense of whether Reynolds is down today after last night? If I did, I wouldn't tell you. I wouldn't want to give the team over there a competitive advantage knowing he's not in play or not. He's out working. He's doing some things right now. I don't know. He's active, so he's always threat. He, he's definitely active. Degree of activity, I can't give you right now. <laughs> Have you found the reverse of that? Have you learned of the availability or lack thereof of a player through a media report prior to a game? Uh, I've seen both sides of it. And I've also worked with some people that just were really good at giving misinformation. 
as if that would make a difference. And I've managed to get some people that were really good at giving misinformation. The bullpen thing's pretty pretty easy to figure out. Right. No matter what they say, you look out in the bullpen. That's the guy that's coming in, or one of the two guys that's warming up. Players off the bench, you watch them moving around. You can pretty much eyeball things and have a better feel for it. I don't think you ever sneak anybody in that nobody was anticipating playing, or you can work around it because he said he wasn't going to play. You may manage the game differently. You just never know. Walking boot or cast, I think you can manage around those guys. Tell. <laughs> yeah. Arm in a sling, not going to play. That'd be quite the Willis Reed if they got in there. That's right. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.